We just want to give a quick reminder that this podcast is not intended to be legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. And we encourage you to seek the advice of a professional before making any decisions. How much more successful would you be if you had lunch once a week with insanely successful entrepreneurs who share their biggest secrets on how they think and achieve success? Grab your seat at the table, because this is Business Lunch with Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice. Let's talk about assets versus equity. So when you're buying companies, a lot, a lot, a lot of people get confused in how they should buy it. Like they think that it's just like the stock market. The stock market, you're going out and you want to buy an interest in a company, shares of ownership. You're buying equity. You're buying shares of stock in companies. That's what stock exchanges are for, right? But when we're thinking about buying companies that are private companies, or if we're doing mergers and acquisitions, when we're acquiring companies, we're not just investing like as a retail investor, buying shares in a company that's traded on a stock exchange. We're actually thinking we're going to acquire significant equity in a company, or we're going to acquire equity in a private company. There are a couple of different options that you have rather than acquiring the equity, which is the stock, you could also acquire the assets. So in there's a couple of different situations where you're going to think about this. One would be if you're acquiring a significant portion of the company. So let's say that you're going to acquire a controlling interest in a company. That's 51% or more of the voting stock of a company. Then you may want to think about how could you avoid potential liability that's out there right? Well, when you're buying assets, you are buying the component parts of the physical and intangible things that the company owns that allows it to be in business. So there are tangible assets, like things you can put your finger on, like this this iPad pencil or this keyboard, right? These are things that are computers, all that kind of stuff, equipment, manufacturing machines, office chairs, desks, all the stuff that you see here. These are all physical assets that if you were going to buy the company that owns this, you could buy the company that owns all these things, or you could just buy these things directly. So here's the cool thing. The, the, the equity asset carries with it whatever liabilities already exist in the company. So if you acquire stock, you get all the assets that the company owns, but also if there are claims against the company, that can be everything from its short-term credit that it's gotten from other companies, those are called accounts payable, to long-term promissory notes that it might've executed, like on a piece of real estate would be a mortgage or deed of trust. And all of that debt is going to come with ownership of the equity. Similarly, contingent debt. So maybe there's a lawsuit that's pending against that company that hasn't yet been resolved, or maybe there's one that's been threatened either orally or in writing. Maybe there is uh, an existing or a potential employee dispute that's out there. Maybe there's a, a worker's comp claim or an, a workplace injury claim. Maybe there's uh, some copyright infringement that's taken place or a sexual harassment or maybe there's a disability claim you know all of these things that could be out there lurking that we just don't know about right so one way that lawyers have come up with and business people to figure out how can i 
acquire that company and feel safe that I'm not also acquiring all of these liabilities. Well, the way that they do that is with a sale of assets or a purchase of assets instead of purchasing the equity. So the biggest difference is that equity represents ownership evidence in a company and therefore all of its underlying assets. And assets just are the things that the company owns, both tangible and intangible. Tangible, I mentioned, was physical, physical stuff. Intangible would be things like URLs, website addresses, could be logos, could be digital assets, software code, copyrighted items, uh, anything that's patented or trademarked. Those are all considered intangible assets because we know that they're worth something or even the, just the goodwill of the business. Hey, you know, this business has been around for a long time. Oh yeah, I trust them. That's called goodwill. That has value, but you can't really put your fingers on it. You can't hold it in your hand. So intangible assets refers to that. So we've got these two types of assets, tangible and intangible that we could buy directly. And effectively, if we owned all those things, we would be able to operate the company or we can acquire the, the little piece of paper that's stock or otherwise evidences ownership in the company. And when we own that, then we also effectively own all the assets because that company owns those assets. So that's a kind of the difference between that. Now, as I mentioned, when you acquire equity, you take all of the claims that are known or unknown that exist as of the date that title transfers to you for that equity. So that's kind of a downside, right? Now, the benefit is that you do also get with that any like credit that the company has that's not subject to changes of control and things like that. But other than that, you can still buy assets and effectively get all of the benefits uh, that you would have got if you'd bought the equity without the liability. So a lot of businesses, uh, when, when you're doing mergers and acquisitions, I would say most of the deals are not equity deals, they're asset deals. Now, there are some tax consequences to think about as buyer versus seller as well. When you are acquiring assets, you generally are allowed for tax purposes to depreciate those assets over some period of time. When you buy equity, you're generally not allowed to depreciate the equity. Okay. So that can be a big one. You get like you buy millions of dollars worth of assets that can be written off over time. That's a pretty big advantage that effectively reduces your cost of acquisition. When you buy equity, you don't get that. So that's kind of a, a big deal. Now, if you're a seller, uh, selling the assets might create two tax events for you, or it might prevent you from receiving certain beneficial tax treatment that you would have got on the sale of your stock. So there's a lot of issues back and forth, and it's really a good idea to get somebody that's a tax professional involved. Even if you don't feel like you want to have a business attorney, which I would recommend you do, definitely having somebody that's familiar with the taxes looking at these kinds of deals for you can be very, very helpful. Now, some of the benefits, I think I've pretty pretty much said the benefits, you know, the ability to depreciate assets, the ability to, to, to not have the liability attached to them. Those are really the primary benefits of buying assets. What types of assets that you should buy? Well, here's the thing. When you're buying assets, just buy the ones that you need. 
Because one of our strategies for how we can reduce the purchase price of a company that we're acquiring is to say, are there assets that perhaps the seller has acquired that are owned by the company that we don't need to run the company or that we don't need to run the part of the company that we really want to buy? So this is called carving out or a carve out. So when you have somebody that's selling a company and you don't need or want all of the assets they've got, maybe they've got a whole bunch of audiovisual equipment and they're a publishing company, but they bought all this audiovisual equipment so that they could create podcasts and videos and things like that of the talent they've got. And they've got a book, they've got a book of business of all of the copyrights and things that they've got licenses to from authors. And you only care about the copyrights and licenses and you don't need the AV equipment. Maybe you've already got all the AV equipment. You're really just buying it to get a hold of the rights to a couple of authors that you think you can monetize. Well, you wouldn't want to buy all the AV equipment. So you just carve that out. You say, okay, look, it's a million dollars you're asking for this company, but I don't want the AV stuff. You keep it. It's on the balance sheet right now at $300,000. Well, you've just reduced the purchase price by 30%. So that's really, really, really cool. So, so really those are the primary advantages and disadvantages between having equity and assets, the two different types primarily of assets that exist, tangible and intangible. And just know that most of the time people are going to think that in particularly in private deals, small deals and deals where you're acquiring controlling interest in the company, you're going to acquire assets, not equity. Even if you're acquiring part of a company, 30, 40, 50%, uh, 60%, very often, when you go into the deal, if you set up a new company, we'll call it a new co, you set up a new company and that company will acquire the assets of the old company and you will own part of that company. And then the seller will transfer the assets into the company and receive equity in the new company in exchange for the assets so that effectively the seller is also benefiting from having this new company that's set up. So lots and lots of kind of details and legal stuff to think about, but high level conceptually, I think that's uh, really a, a good amount of information to help you kind of figure out which of these things you want to do. You've been listening to Business Lunch with Roland Frazier. If you're enjoying the show, let us know by subscribing and leaving a review. And for more information, go to businesslunchpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, quick question. Do you know someone who's looking to grow as a leader? Maybe their team is growing a little faster than they expected, or maybe their new role requires them to work a little bit more through people. If the answer is yes, I want to recommend a new podcast by the Scalable Media Network called Ready to Lead. It's hosted by Richard Lindner, one of Roland and Ryan's business partners, and Jeff Mask, who's one of the top executive coaches in the world. They cover tactical strategies on how to improve as a leader and also their biggest failures they've had throughout their career. You can find the show at readytolead.com or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. What if three days could change the course of your business in 2023? Get Scalable Live is where you'll gain great clarity on the next steps that will help you create the business, life, and wealth you deserve. Connect with business owners and entrepreneurs just like you, hungry for advice, proven strategies, and necessary connections to grow a business. Literally, million-dollar conversations are happening in the hallways, in the bathrooms, across tables. Get Scalable Live at Fairmont Austin, November 2nd through 4th. Tickets are on sale now at GetScalableLive.com. <laughs>